like this movie is scary like it is a scary movie <laughs> it's, and like it's pretty intense <laughs> like you saw it in the morning i saw it at midnight Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 353 with our review of It Follows. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I am Garth Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, as we said, we are talking about It Follows. Unfortunately, uh, Stephen couldn't make it. He's too busy uh, practicing keystring, so <laughs> he, he couldn't make it on this podcast because he's trying to get hard. And, he is. Uh, he is trying to get way hard. Yeah. But we're already hard, mostly because we both watched the trailer for Magic Mike 2. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was grinding, trying to make my furniture. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, yeah, so uh, how you doing tonight, Carson? I am doing well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing well myself. Uh, this is, this is going to be an interesting episode. I am standing at my desk for the first time, converting myself over to a standing desk uh, to match what I used to have at the office. So, uh, yeah, if I if I tend to drift away from my mic, it's because <laughs> I'm floating around. Wait, so um, you're standing up doing this right now? I am currently standing, yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> so if I start to drift away like this and you don't hear me anymore... Yeah. Um, just uh, reach through the internet and smack me in the head. Is this some new, like, ergonomically correct technique? It's because, like, what they say about, like, uh, like editors sometimes stand while they edit because it, like, is better. I don't know. Keeps the keeps you more, like, focused, I guess. Uh, yes, I don't know. I just It's something I've been doing at, at the office for a long time, and uh, now that I'm spending part of my time working from home, it uh, seemed like it was a perfect... Uh, but basically, I just didn't want to be sitting since I'd been used to standing all the time. But the problem is that uh, now I have to stand for the podcast. But anyways. Well, I mean, like, office jobs get, are lazy, like, because you just sit around all day. Yeah, true, true. So I've, I've enjoyed the being upwardly uh, standing. And uh, now I do it for the podcast, too, which is good because I used to always have to, like, switch chairs because my chair squeaked too much. And then I... You know, had to go get a different chair from the kitchen so it wouldn't squeak. But then after mm. we were done recording, I had to put the other chair back. I mean, it was just the whole thing. And now uh, I don't have to do that anymore. So these are some white people problems, <laughs> this, which this, you would have to get hard if you if you uh, were if sentenced went, to maximum to prison. security prison. <laughs> well, luckily, uh, I'm not in a banking position in any companies or right. in my normal life. So uh, I don't have to worry about in possible embezzlement or anything like that i just uh yeah i don't i don't have to so we don't have to worry about coach possibly swindling your <laughs> whole entire earnings hey spoilers man <laughs> <laughs> possibly no i don't think i don't think uh it's intended to be a like a reveal at all in that film no, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious from the beginning but anyways we, we are talking briefly about uh get hard obviously because that's what we've been joking about the whole time yeah um we saw that in preparation for reviewing it, and then yeah. we realized that it's not worth a review. Uh, well, possibly not worth a review. I not exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, Stephen decided not to get hard, so it wasn't as uh, tempting. <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, so we, we, can, we can briefly just say how, how uh, good or bad it was, I guess, and then we can get off into our review of It Follows, which is the film that uh, we followed Get Hard with. 
and decided yeah. to review instead of Get Hard because it finally got released wide enough for me to actually see it. So, yes, Kirsten, what did you think of Get Hard? Well, I mean, I don't think Get Hard is a good movie. Um, I don't think it's uh, necessarily bad. Like, I think there's a bunch of other comedies that I thought of after seeing it that I thought were a lot less or a lot worse and not as funny. But I don't know. It was just kind of like a rental, really. Like, I, I did laugh a couple of times. And um, I think, like, the whole sort of controversy surrounding it, like, after it premiered at South by Southwest, people were labeling it, all these things, is pretty overblown because I think the movie is pretty harmless. I mean... What, what were they labeling it? I'm, I'm not familiar with this controversy. Well, so it premiered South by Southwest and like all these people jumped on it saying it was like racist and homophobic and uh, misogynistic, uh, basically everything that you could, you know, label it as. And it's funny because it's all like most of the people that I saw online saying these things are like straight white males. And it's like, why are you getting all riled up about this? I don't know. I just think it's funny that like you're you're talking about a movie called get hard starring will ferrell and kevin hart like it's a stupid silly comedy and it's like were you really that offended by a movie called get hard well what i don't get about that aspect of it is that is that the whole conceit of the film is that will ferrell is the racist and yeah. kevin hart is pretending to exhibit all the stereotypes that right. will ferrell thinks he like the whole joke is that one that, of the characters is racist. Right. And like, that he thinks that he's, you know, that he's perpetuating all these stereotypes against Kevin Hart, but he really isn't that at all. Yeah. Like, at, 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 I mean, I, I would get if people wanted to argue that it was homophobic because there is some weird scenes in the middle of it where they end up going to like a, a, a gay coffee shop or something like that. Yeah. And that, that gets maybe a little over the top with the way that whole scene plays out. But I think that for the most part, the film is well aware of the things it's doing in the territory of being racist and it's doing it on purpose and yeah. for a pretty lighthearted joke. Like it's not. Right. I, I mean, even the stuff like in that in like the gay restaurant scene, like, I, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like I didn't think it was particularly funny. Like, I think they were mostly going for like a gross out gag, but it was like, which I didn't think was funny. But uh I mean, I think even that was mostly harmless because I think they were trying to to show like how ridiculous Will Ferrell's character is. And they even had a line where it's just like, yeah, like nothing will scare a white man more than trying to suck dick or something <laughs> like that. It was like, OK, well, like whatever. It was like so stupid. It was like, whatever, guys. Anyway, like I think the movie is just I, there were some laughs, I will admit, but it was wasn't anything like oh my God, this is like the funniest movie ever. I mean, like, I don't know. I think Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart are funny. And uh, I think the movie could have used like a, a stronger execution, I guess. Because it felt it just felt like they had this idea and then they got, you know, Ferrell and Hart and they were like, all right, well, we don't have to write anything else. They'll just be funny. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like to me. And I think that with a much stronger, like, execution of what they were trying to, like, go for in terms of, like, the sort of, I guess, satirical side, like, they're, because they were tr clearly trying to send up, like, the the whole, like, upper class white businessman sort of world, you know, like, they were definitely trying to, like, have that send up of, like, 
you know, different classes, but it, it didn't exactly execute well. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like the type of film that starts with a premise and then just tries to make jokes that involve that premise and doesn't really try to go deeper than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to spend too much more time talking about it, so all I'll really say is that uh, at its best, Get Hard is more like Get Semi-Chub, and yeah. at its worst, it's pretty much Get Flaccid. But I think even that being said, Kevin Hart is a very charismatic actor, and uh, Will Ferrell is, you know, he's Will Ferrell. So Yeah, I mean, I, he's doing his thing. Yeah, there are times when it works. Um, I, I think the structure of the narrative of the film is a little confusing. Like, we joked about whether or not things were supposed to be reveals, and, like, you kind of know... Like, the cards are all sort of on the table, but, like, the character doesn't even care about that because he's... Like, they, they tried to do a lot with the story that was unnecessary, and they could have stuck a little bit more down to the simple premise of the film, and it probably would have been better, but... Yeah. But yeah I mean, that, they also do stuff, like, where, like you said, like, Will Ferrell is playing this racist character, but then, like, at the end, they try and, like, redeem him, and I don't know, I think in a... If they had really gone for it, like in a harder movie, like Will Ferrell had just been playing a completely despicable character, and you know, like the darker version of that would have been uh, maybe more interesting. But this was clearly just made for like you know, either a rental or like a matinee or something. Like I, you know, it just. I think if I had seen it like when I was in middle school, it'd be like the funniest movie ever. But <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's one of those movies, you know. All right, well, uh, let's go from one of those movies to one of these movies and uh, start our conversation about It Follows. So we're going to head off. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for It Follows and then come back and give everybody a review. I used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with a really cute guy driving along some pretty road. It's never about going anywhere, really. It's having some sort of freedom, I guess. Okay. You awake? What are you doing? You're not going to believe me, and I need you to remember what I'm saying. This thing, it's going to follow you. Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you. Wherever you are, somewhere walking straight for you all you can do is pass it along to someone else i'm scared i need to find him what did he really do to you apparently he used a fake name to rent a house in the city this isn't real i swear to you this is just some game if it kills her it gets me and goes straight down the line whoever started it what exactly is supposed to be following you? I don't know. Something happened. That's not what she thinks, okay? You don't believe me. Mom? No, it's me. Everything's okay. It could look like someone you know, or it could be a stranger in a crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you.
All right, so that was the trailer for It Follows. If this is a film about uh, this entity that follows you. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, this 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 thing that just follows one person at a time, insanely. Um, it's it. Yeah, that's that's the basic premise of this. I won't spoil how you get the thing to follow you. Well, uh, it's pretty obvious from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, this this film have is, protection. Basically, this film is a very on the nose uh, <laughs> abstinence. Piece. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if anything would stop children from having unprotected sex it's this movie is it unprotected sex or is it sex period because i'm assuming that it's just sex period i thought it was just having unprotected sex like that was the whole like you basically this thing is like an std almost yeah yeah but i think i think the, the moral of the story is don't be <laughs> don't be <laughs> no one right true yeah um but anyways yes carson uh i'm assuming you've probably seen this a while ago uh, I did, yeah. Actually, I know that you've seen it. Oh, well, I don't know why I, I phrased it that way. Um, I believe in uh, Stephen and my Babadook review, um, Sarah was very angry that uh, we said there weren't a lot of good horror films, and she listed a million of them, and one of them was It Follows, even though it wasn't out yet for me. Um, so It wasn't out yet, period. But yeah, because uh, like, we saw it at, the, at AFI Fest last November. Yeah. And um, I think that was the reason why I wasn't extremely hot on The Babadook. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, that movie is great. But people were definitely reacting to it pretty strongly. And, like, I thought it was, a, you know, I thought it was a, a great movie. But I had also already seen It Follows. So I was like, yeah, but there's It Follows. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this because I feel like this movie really blows a lot of basically almost every horror movie that's come out in the past 10 years out of the water. Like I, I was trying to think of, well, I was trying to think of like some of my favorite horror movies from like the past 10 years. Cause it, there is a quote on like the poster where it's like the best horror movie in over a decade. And there's usually like, you know, any time like an acclaimed horror movie comes out, someone's always thrown around that quote. But like, I honestly think like, I agree with it this time. Um, and, um, I was trying to think of like movies where I was, you know, that I, the best movie since the exorcist, right. Or just like within the last 10 years, since like, that's what usually people go for. And, you know, there's stuff like cabin in the woods, which is obviously awesome and stuff like drag me to hell. And, um, but I don't know, like I, I, this, this up there, like it's easily like the top five. Like, I, I think that something like cabin in the woods is almost like i mean not to not to say it's a lesser movie or anything but it is you know it's almost it is like a parody cuz they're sending up the horror genre while also being a legitimate entry it's like scream for 2012 yeah um but and those are legitimately good horror movies in their own right and um but this movie takes just like it's just straight horror like i mean it just takes what is such a simple premise and really like and and, and like tweaks the the clichés of horror movies just a tiny tiny bit yeah. um and all of a sudden you have like a whole new movie like uh, i mean like this movie is 
scary. Like it is a scary movie. <laughs> and like it's pretty intense. Like you saw it in the morning. I saw it at midnight. Like I was like scared to walk <laughs> home. And I was with my girl. Like I was with someone else. Like it's not like I was alone or something. Um like this is one of those dumb like you know, like the, the the dumb like pull quotes that people are like you'll be grabbing the person sitting next to you, like your arm will, you know, that's an armrest like grabbing type of movie. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is. Like, I think I think my girlfriend actually grabbed me like at one point, and like like usually like jump scares and stuff like that. Like you're so used to them, um, but I honestly think like this movie does jump scares exactly the same way as any other horror movie, but like. Just the like the difference in like the the score that they use, um, I changed it. But just the fact that like the idea that there's these people and they're not even like they're not like monsters or zombies or anything like that. They're just real people, and they're following you. Like that's just scary. Like I <laughs> oh, yeah. like, so so it's that <laughs> that's the thing that makes this inherently different. Like everything else is like. Okay, man with a knife, man with a chainsaw, yeah, like man they're with in a, they're something. in a mask or something. Yeah, yeah. like there, there's somebody who's like you know Freddy Krueger's like jumping out and like trying to actually slash you to death. Like they're, they're right, like, they have a weapon or something. Like before they arrive, you see the threat and danger of what's there. In this right. film, it is literally just somebody walking to you, and that's the thing is everybody's walking around, so you don't know who it is. But when you see them, when somebody's just making a beeline straight for you. And you're like, uh, is that a normal person walking towards me? Or is that like this thing walking towards me? And the idea that like only the person can see. So nobody yeah, else can, can see. So Only the person who's had sex can see these people. Yeah. So <laughs> which is even worse. So like the, the other people around you can't go like, hey, is that thing right there is that the thing that's trying to get you because they can't see it at all so if you don't see it and they don't see it nobody can see it it's just so the audience is the only person that can see this thing walking towards somebody and you don't even really know what it's going to do all you know is that it's walking towards them and if it gets to them something bad is probably going to happen that's so what's even yeah because that's what's even scary because like you can you know what will happen if they catch you because after, like in the the opening scene, you see like the aftermath of it. Well, yeah, yeah, but you you don't even know. But but you don't know how it happens. Yeah, you don't know the process at by which that person ends up in that condition. You just know that something bad happens. So you just know that you end up dead. Like, the, yeah, the thing is, in a it, horrible it, way. If somebody is alive who knows how this works, they don't really know how it works because they've survived. Like they they have been able to pass it on to somebody else. Everybody who hasn't been able to pass it on to somebody else is dead. <laughs> so, and that's the, that's the craziest thing too. Like the way this process works that you learn in the film is that like, you know, so you can, you can pass it on to somebody else, but when they have it, if they get killed, it just goes back down the chain to you. So like, it's a literally, <laughs> that, that, that's why like the STD like uh, uh, analogy is like so strong in it is because like once you have it you know you never unhave it it, it yeah, basically like follows you for your whole life so <laughs> it's, it's horror herpes yeah <laughs> it's horror, horror herpes horror herpes yeah um so basically the idea that like it doesn't matter how many times you pass it on it could still come back to you one day and you won't you won't know how to expect it um so that's the like that's the you know, you have a group of friends who can't see this thing trying to protect somebody from a thing that they can't see, and that person might not notice it soon enough to be able to see it. So there's there are plenty of times for like very uh, intense moments of somebody literally just walking at a person with music going like, 
Yeah, and, the, and there's there's scenes where there's like not even music. Like there's that scene where they're all sitting around in a circle in an open field, or not yeah, a field, but in open get, an area. You get and, that sort of like that that intense like almost like the camera is starting to shake. Like I don't I don't know what that effect is called. Where it's but you like you hear like it's not even static. It's just intensity building up. That's not melodic. It's just like kind of like a but kind it, of weird it's, sound. Yeah, like that scene where they're talking to the guy who basically starts it all for the the main girl and like they're all sitting in a circle and people are walking behind them and like you see them coming from the distance you're just like oh my oh shit like they can't like someone turn around and be sure that this person is there you know or whatever like that that's the like level of you don't know who is who like you don't know who is the it that's following you um yeah, and there's just like they're coming in your house too, and it's just like oh, it's <laughs> it's literally like a because it's it's not like and again it's not like it's not like these movies have like demons and mont you know like ghosts like like supernatural elements that you can't see like you can see this and it's caused by a real thing, so I think that's what makes it even scarier. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like I love the fact that they never explain what it is. It's just this is what happens, and you better find a way to stop it. Otherwise, what's well, the thing is you're nobody screwed. knows. Nobody knows what it is. Yeah, um, but I'm. I like that that they didn't come to someone later in the movie. They didn't f- f- stumble upon somebody who yeah. had knowledge of it or something. Well, well, like that. well, Carson. If they wouldn't have come to somebody in the first place, they wouldn't have the thing following them. <laughs> Heyo, zing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true no but the, but it is frightening because like the most they didn't, fr- like, but they didn't skype vincent d'onofrio <laughs> and he didn't tell you what it was, it was like this thing is known as Bakul. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but no like for, for me the scariest part about this film and, and and you know like people might be thinking that we're talking about this like in way too much spoileries but uh it's it that's the whole premise of the, it's basically this thing just walks at you and yeah. We're not we're not talking we're not saying about any of the situations in which it was walking at somebody. We're just talking about like the the idea behind what this thing is. And like it's frightening. It is frightening as hell because like logically there's no way like the only way to be done with this thing is to let it kill you. Um right, w- yeah. Which which is interesting because you know the one chick using her compact uh future e-reader in the past <laughs> um, which I don't understand why that was I liked how they didn't explain that either. Yeah, it was explain. just like at, All first, right. at first I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is set in the future and they just have really old television movies that they're watching. And I was like, nope, nope, it's in the past. But for some reason she has some weird future tech. Well, that was but, cool. It was like, it was like throwback, but it was clearly set in the future or it's in present day, at least. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just assumed it was a past because like, I thought that that was like actually TV that they were watching. Yeah. Like, well, like the whole aesthetic of it is, yeah. is very like 80s. Yeah, yeah, and I mean music and everything. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, but like what what's interesting about it? Um, shoot, now my my uh, <laughs> my thoughts are walking away as the realization that I forgot what I was gonna say is walking towards me. Um, but basically, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The, the there's a part where this girl is like reading this passage from like the idiot or what she at one point she references reading the idiot, but then she might have been reading a passage from something else that I should know, but I don't. But anyways, uh, it was talking about like just like when you know that you're gonna die, basically you should just embrace it and let it wash over you or something like that. And like, that's like literally the only way 
to completely rid yourself of this entity is to just die from it. Um, yeah. But obviously, humans have a natural like tendency to try to preserve their own life and not die. Um, so it's really hard to to get over that. But that's the thing too is if you were like okay, like in 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 some other film, right? Like let, let, let's take like Final Destination, right? So everybody's trying to be killed because they escape death. So yeah. once they're all dead, they're done. Like it it like the the force that is trying to kill them can rest now because they're killed. But in this, there's a chain of custody of which this like sex has taken place between all these people. So like, even if you were like, I don't want anybody else to get hurt. So I'm just going to kill my, like, I don't want anybody else to get hurt. And I don't want to run for the rest of my life. So I'll just like commit suicide or die. That doesn't stop the entity. The entity just goes back into the chain one more step and tries to get the person behind you. So like even the strategy of you trying to like have sex with somebody to pass it on to them doesn't, that's not going to help you because unless you're passing it on to like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who's going to like be able to kick this thing's ass, like it's just going to come back to you when that person dies anyways. Yeah. You got it. Like the only way to really like to do it like what what I kept thinking is so it's a group of friends that are it's a co-ed group of friends I kept thinking what they should do is they should just take turns having sex with each other until half of them can see the thing and half of them can't and then have a buddy system where you just go is that a person no okay cool is that a person and you just <laughs> you just keep this buddy system it's it's basically like the, the plot of heroes right you have one person with powers and one normal person <laughs> and you just try to work as a group to um to stay alive but i really i don't know i i, I thought it, i thought it was an incredible film though because it's so freaking simple like the like there there aren't really effects in this movie you know except for like a scene towards the end but besides that it's really just like people <laughs> walking it's like it's the simplest thing but it's it's basically imagine a life-threatening version of pepe Le Pew. like no matter how fast you run or how far you go, he's just hopping along behind you, slowly making his way towards you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's basically what this fit. Like, this is what the threat of this film is, and somehow it is incredibly frightening. But if you if you outrun him, there's like an old grandma like around the corner. <laughs> well, no, I think the idea was that like literally it walks everywhere. So yeah. If you were to hop on a plane and fly somewhere else, it might be a week, but it would eventually catch up to it you. It would eventually someone yeah. would. Someone would follow you. Which is the one thing that I didn't get is why she never just got on a boat. Because I feel like that's the way, like, if you just, like, went to an island, (laughs) or even better yet, an actual boat, because then there's no land touching it, I think you would be safe. Well, they, they, I mean, there is that part where they go to, like, the beach, I guess, but... But I think, I think the point of that scene was, like, you don't see any of it on camera, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure she just swam out to the boat and then, like, got gangbanged by those people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I i imagine that like they would swim I, I i don't i don't think so though but maybe they. Would. i don't know no no they wouldn't though because there's a scene at the end which leads me to believe that they wouldn't swim yeah that's true but i but i i just think that like it, it to me i read that scene as like she totally went and met up with those drunk frat guys on a boat and temporarily bought herself like a week of extra time yeah um where they probably all got killed probably yeah so I'm assuming only one of them could actually receive it unless, like, they were really drunk. <laughs> but there's, like, a there's a sense of, like, um, childlike adventure in this movie between all the... Um, <laughs> between the, all the consenting adults? No, between all the, all the like, 
the teens, like, because they all team up to, like, help the one girl. And there's almost, like, this Goonies-esque, like, we have to solve this, uh, find the treasure. Like, how, like there's almost that, that, that feeling of, of teenage camaraderie. Maybe, um, maybe. I mean, I mean, I got that feeling because like there's there's certain moments where the movie is somewhat fun. Um, it, I guess it would be fun if you didn't have the thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, I, I got I, that I, like sense of of like uh, I don't know adventure escapism. I don't know. I, I think that. Uh, I, I think that. The comparison to Goonies may be a little bit excessive, but it definitely had like the sense of of uh, of like you know um, freaking like Super Eight and stuff. Or even even going as far as like the one neighbor guy has a station wagon that they can borrow to like drive somewhere. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, it was it was a little bit reduced, um, just because like they're not like besides the little plan they hatch towards the end of the film, that there there isn't a lot of like cool stuff that they're really doing on this adventure it's mostly just like right. uh let's keep moving because we have to i mean you know yeah yeah but uh there is uh i mean it, it has definitely it, def- it definitely has the best score of this year uh horror movie or otherwise um and also it has probably like the best use of steady cam in a horror movie since the shining because like some of those like just very fluid shots um i mean this movie is filmed like extremely well i think like the anamorphic style uh really captures it's a very theatrical movie because like i think like combined with the the intensity of it uh it just is worth seeing on the big screen but it's it's just a really nice looking movie that's framed really well yeah, which helps the like when all the the shit starts going down, it just makes it creepier. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I feel you. It, it's uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things where like the more you watch the film, there there's there's almost a point in the film where you don't even care how the film resolves. You're just thinking about like the ramifications of this actually being a thing that exists <laughs> and like you're like you're like okay I, I don't even care whether or not these people make it anymore all i can do is think about like whether they make it or not this thing existing and what that means for society and how would you deal with it and i don't, I don't know I, I think it's 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 the simplest premise like it, it's it's almost a complete satirical joke about like in a horror film if you have sex you die so yeah. this, this is like taking that to the furthest extreme possible while reducing the plot to the simplest example. It's not that you are careless and you you go off in a dangerous area and have sex and then you are compromised while you're in a like compromising position. It's more of a like literally, nope, because you had sex, now you have to die. Um, yeah. And besides that too, it's it's, you know, most things are people who get caught in a situation and something bad happens to you. This is characters choosing to do something bad to other characters. Like it's, I don't know, the the idea of knowingly passing this on, um, especially when there's no benefit because, like I said before, unless you pass it on to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like chances are it's going to just come back to you anyway. So you basically murdered a person <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without even saving your own life. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's 
it's a it's a premise that I think sticks with you, and the film itself is very very intense and frightening in a way that is really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, yeah, I don't know if you wanted to talk about the very ending spoiler section, so I feel like you could interpret it in maybe one or one of two ways. I don't know if you got that. Sense. Uh, we 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 can do a quick little spoilery thing. Um, uh, should we just get wrap this episode up then, so we can do that? Okay. Cool. Uh, we'll let us get to our recommendations though, Carson. If you're going to give this a must see, recommend with a caveat. Wait for rental. Pass with a caveat or must avoid. What would you give it? Uh, I the easiest must see I would ever give is this movie. <laughs> Yep, I will give it a must-see also, and uh, not only is it a must-see, but uh, when we talked about The Babadook and I gave that a must-see, I said the ending got a little weird for me, um, but overall the movie was a must-see. I think this is a complete package must-see, and I think if you're, you know, if if you like horror films, but you don't like them being too over-the-top, gory or crazy or, you know, whatever, this is the perfect film for you because it's almost in a way tame yet even more frightening than those ridiculous movies get Um, yeah so it's like the perfect combination of being like very heightened freakiness to it while being very technically tame on what you're you're seeing um yeah well i mean there's definitely some gruesome bits but it's almost like worse because it's the anxiety of what's going to happen yeah yeah is like way scarier than just like you know, some some dude hacking somebody up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Seeing, you know, like slasher stuff. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, uh, that is the main review for It Follows. Uh, we are hearing some music right now from the uh, film, but we're going to close this out. That music's going to fade up. And when it fades down, the spoiler section will follow. So, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, you can find me abstaining at <laughs> practicalcandy.wordpress.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you uh, want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. As I said, music is playing right now. It's probably from the soundtrack to this film if it's available. Either that or it's some other... Oh, oh, it's available. I already bought it. Okay, well, there you go. It's playing from the soundtrack. Um, So there you have that. Music is going to fade up now, and when we come back, we will have a brief spoiler section to talk about the ending of this film, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. All right, we are back. This is Spoiler Territory, the after show for the Spoiler Warning Podcast. We are talking about spoilers for It Follows. Carson, you wanted to talk about the ending, so why don't you start us off with your, I guess, the the two interpretations that you were talking about, and then I'll tell you what I thought of it, I guess. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I think the ending is pretty simple, like just like everything else in the movie. Um, you know, there's there's a love interest throughout the film uh, between the main girl and um, the dude from It's Kind of a Funny Story. And, um, <laughs> That's where he's from the whole movie. I was like, yeah. I know where this guy's from. And, um, you know, it's the typical like nerdy guy is in love with the, you know, popular girl type of romance. Yeah. Um, uh, nice guy, whatever. So, I mean, I, I think the so in the end, they end up together in the end. And I think that the they obviously end up having sex and um, he's obviously a virgin. And I think that the the uh, I think the clear example is that it's either stopped by true love or it just keeps going because the final shot is them walking together um, and they keep cutting back and forth between a uh, shot of them head on and in the background, there's someone behind them and yeah. then it cuts back to them uh, behind them. They're holding hands and the final shot is in front of them um, and there's the same person still behind them. So like you get the sense that like, you know, it's either it's over or it's still going. I think that you could, I mean, I wouldn't hold it against you if you argued that, like, it just doesn't stop. No, I, I mean, I, I, I think it doesn't stop. And I would even take that, if you want to go back to the STD metaphor, I think that the 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 hope that the film is trying to instill is that even though this STD will follow you for life, you yeah. could eventually find somebody who's willing to uh, have that STD with you and carry it with them also right. as, long, as long as you're with them also. So yeah. I, I took that to be more of a hopeful, romantic-y type intended interpretation of the ending, but still, it's still following you and it will still never go away. But at least now there's somebody who's in it with you and the two of you, like, you're going to stick together either way. So if you guys die, you will die together. Yeah. If you don't die, then you will live out the rest of your days together. Like, it's somebody sharing the burden, but, um, yeah. Yeah. But I like that they, there was, whether or not the director had a, uh, the writer-director had a clear uh, vision of how it ended, you know, like, in his head, uh, I, I still like that the fact that, like, you could argue it both ways. Well, yeah, I mean, wh- whether or not it does stop, I think that that shot is supposed to be like, well, is that person walking towards them or is that person yeah. just walking down the street? And I think, yeah, it's you know, totally... just like Shutter Island. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's spo- like whether or not it's stopping is less important there as is that person one of those things? And I think that that is the key because that could not be one of the people, but it's still continuing or it could be stopped and then it wouldn't like you know what i mean yeah it, yeah yeah regardless of whether or not it stops that could still not be a thing or be a thing and it wouldn't change whether or not the yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's not it's not definite cuz like i feel like having that person in the background is just like oh shit well is it is it one of these people or is it just a regular person but then again it was wearing headphones yeah, and I don't know. Why would it be wearing headphones if it was one of the things? I don't know. But you see, I think that it's obviously it's open to you know, some sort of interpretation, I guess, but it's still pretty clear. And I also want to say that the whoever that was walking behind them was looking like 
it was looking at the houses it was walking by also it wasn't like just looking straight at them walking towards them mm-hmm. so the more that i think about it the more i want to say that particular person was not a thing but that the things are still out there because yeah it will follow forever you never know yeah dun 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 <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> all right well i think that was the spoiler section <laughs> You know. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> so worth it. We just had sex with your guys' ear holes, and now you're going to die. Oh, no. If you see another podcast walking towards you, just run. Run away, because you're yeah. probably going to die as soon as you hear it. Yeah. Seven days. <laughs> I would much rather deal with seven days with a ring VHS tape yeah. than this shit. I mean, I don't know about seven days, but uh, we are coming up on Furious 7, right? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Is that next week? Well, it's I guess it's almost seven days. It's almost a week. Yeah, it is next week, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I are excited. We'll, I know you we'll are, see. too. We'll see. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it delivers. Yeah, all I know is if you see uh, if you see Owen Shaw's big brother walking towards you, if you see him, if you see him deliver a package to your front door, don't <laughs> yeah. open it. Don't run, Dom- Dominic Terrell. <laughs> you don't know me, but you're about to. That, that's my Jason Statham impression. <laughs> All right. Well, should we head out? All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining me, Carson. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, thanks for nothing, Stephen. If you're listening. <laughs> Steven's too busy talking to Katy Perry. There's no going back.